Hello and welcome back to another episode of the eBlitz Town Hall slash podcast. This is the second episode in this series and it's something that we're going to be running every Friday at 2pm GMT on our Discord server. So if you want to be part of the live event where you can ask questions and get involved, then you can do by joining the server. Uh, you can also find this podcast in podcast format on Google Podcasts, Anchor and on Spotify. So... If you are listening on there, then please feel free to share those links out as well. But today I'm joined by Aaron and Sir of Sir, a.k.a. Mike. How are you doing, guys? Afternoon. Not too bad, thanks. Good to hear. Um, glad to hear that you're doing well. And before we do get involved into any topics, though, I wanted to ask you guys what you've been playing this past week. Is there any games that you've got back into or any games that have uh, piqued your interest? Um. I've been getting back into Call of Duty Mobile uh, a lot more over the past week. The feel of the game is a lot closer to the uh, uh, to the play, to the PC version of the game. It's quite interesting. Yeah, nice. how, I, rem- how have you I found remember it? playing it. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Mike. What you can say? I was just going to say I remember playing it when it first came out, and I was thinking about jumping back into it recently too, simply because, like you say, a lot of people on our app are asking if we're playing that. So yeah. it's definitely something to look at, look into in the future fun. for me. And and also, you know, it's a uh, it's a notorious, uh, notoriously bad in, in my personal opinion, <laughs> matchmaking experience. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, also part of the reason I stopped playing it. I, I always, you know, foolishly and naively leave my team come on for every game, uh, but uh, it just never happened. <laughs> I bet that's a good mix of people. <laughs> never exactly. know who you're going to get paired with. Um, yep. What's it like on mobile? I mean, I, as Aaron knows, maybe the listeners probably won't know and Mike doesn't know, but I play a lot of Warzone on, on the console with my mates, but I've never really tried out on mobile. What's it like? I can't I can't imagine adjusting to it very well. I, um, The graphic experience is quite good. The controls, the mechanics are very good as well, you know, in terms of the response. I certainly think compared to uh, Fortnite on mobile, I think COD does a better job. Just right. in terms of the mechanical experience, um, in terms of the gameplay, I think it's fantastic because of the deathmatch mode. You can literally jump into it, you know, for three to four minutes for a quick game mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of nowhere. The the bandwidth requirement is fairly low. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's really where, to me, um, you know, taking on a the hat of a someone in the gaming business. I think that's really showing the future. I think the AAA games can really spend a lot more time innovating these kind of shorter gameplay uh, to really capitalize all the huge investment they make into all the artistics and get much broader reach of users. Yeah, and that's actually yeah. one of the topics we're going to cover later as well. A uh, little hint there, what will be coming down the line. But um, what about you, Mike? What have you been playing this week? So I this is the first time that I've bought the Xbox Pass recently. Oh, nice. So, Game Pass. Uh, yeah, the Game Pass, exactly. So I saw it was £1 for three months of Game Pass. And I was like, that's too good to be true, really. So <laughs> I had to pick that up. Stealing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, it felt like it. So there's loads of good games on there that I've been playing. It has Halo Infinite on there, too. It does. So I've played a little bit of that. And then I've been playing Ori, if anyone's played that before, the Ori series. I've seen so, it. I've watched uh, streamers play, but I haven't played it myself. It's a really chill game, really beautiful. Yeah, good, good mechanics. Just yeah, I think I've played maybe twelve hours of it over this week, and I've done like ten percent of the game too. So nice. It's, 
keeping you yeah. busy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what you want, though, any, isn't it? To be fair, any spare minute that I have. <laughs> yeah, I tell I tell you what, though, it is a really nice looking game. Uh, when I watched it on on uh, when the streamers were playing it, and it looked pretty interesting. Just one of those games that, like you just summed up, really. That it's just it looked very chill. So yeah, you can exactly. just sit back and relax exactly I was, I was so used to like leaning forward and really try harding in Fortnite, and then <laughs> to be able to just like plug the xbox controller into the little laptop and just sit back and play it's, it's a, a lot different experience a lot more chill yeah but speaking of not chill you said you played a little bit of halo and that, that's the game i've been playing mainly this week with my mates what, what are your thoughts on that see when halo first came out i was a massive lover of the series i was always an xbox fan rather than playstation fan so mm-hmm. halo was always a title to get and then maybe after halo 3 like that generation i yeah. didn't really play anymore i i kind of went off the games i don't know why maybe it was just i think maybe cod was taking over at that stage in terms of the multiplayer experience and stuff so yeah, i kind I of that. strayed away from it but now halo infinite it seems really well-made fast-paced which i enjoy mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely up there for one that i'm playing now see i um i have a weird experience with the halo franchise so i i because i didn't really like the games growing up which you know I, and i was an xbox guy like yourself and my friends loved halo and i never really got into it and then i randomly completed halo reach campaign and i really liked that and then I didn't play any of the other Halos, but when this one came out, and obviously being on Game Pass, uh, day one download, but I know it's technically a beta at the moment, the multiplayer, but the multiplayer was free as well. I was like, well, all my mates are going to p- be playing it. I've got to try it. And to be fair, it's, I-, I completely agree with you. I think it's really good, really well done. Uh, I'm really enjoying the, the mechanics. Of, I'm jumping into a different style of multiplayer because I played so much Warzone over the past, what, year and a half? Yeah. Whenever that first lockdown came in, <laughs> it was just Warzone heavy. So it's a nice change of pace, and it's um, the only thing I do. I wish I could just choose to play Slayer more, more so than yeah. yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say thing, things like Oddball with the LFG system that they have at the moment, or just in general games. There's some people that don't understand the rule set, or maybe do understand the rule set, but just choose to use the game mode as Slayer still. Yeah. So get yeah, those get people that. that don't really capture the flag or pick up the skull or so, yeah. yeah you always get that one guy or girl on your team who you look at at the end of the game is like zero seconds holding the oddball 20 kills <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah cheers but we could have done with you picking it up at one point please <laughs> um but yeah no it's interesting it'll be uh interesting to see when that comes out fully as well uh 8th of december I believe that is so see if they add any more to the multiplayer and, and by the way guys we should spend a few moments to talk about our release this week as well perhaps yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, do you want to go ahead, Aaron? Because I know yeah, sure. you got you guys have been working hard on the development side of things, and I know that it's a massive release and really good functionality is being brought to the app. So I thought I'd yeah. let you talk about that. Exactly, and I, I am very happy to. Um, as Luke said, this week's release is a pretty significant one. Uh, we've really responded to a lot of consistent and strong requests from the the user community. Uh, the first one, foremost, uh, the reliance on, on the Discord chat <laughs> has been removed in this latest release. I think a lot of people will probably quietly cheer uh, <laughs> at that update. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so now you'll be able to start a game without 
necessarily using a Discord chat, or at least you don't have to stay on it in order to start a game. Uh, so that has been probably the biggest change. And we are bringing the new text-based team chat uh, more to the front of the journey as well. As soon as you are in the team, we'll pop open the chat for you, and now you'll be able to start the game also from the text chat interface. Uh, so I think that's increasingly, that team chat is increasingly becoming the central sort of point for the, uh, uh, for the start game journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's probably the, the first big change. And the second biggest change is we're really formally introducing what we would call an offline mode. So what we see and what we hear is a lot of people just want to be able to check the app out, make a connection, although they're not necessarily ready to play at that very moment. Um, we didn't really have a very good answer for it, but now I think we, we, we have one, uh, which is what we call an offline mode. So when, when you go in there, you can still go and swipe left and swipe right, but the right swipe will change uh, slightly when you're in offline mode. Instead of sending a, you know, a time-sensitive play now kind of invite, it will just send a hi uh, to, the, to the recipient. And if that person then reply back to you, they will establish a text chat between you and you can you know, find a time to, uh, to play together and get to know each other better in that text chat. Uh, so I think this is really the, the second biggest update. So that you, there is now an opportunity you know, just to check out the app and make a connection whenever you want without necessarily having to be able to speak or play. Mm-hmm. It's, um, um, it's been really nice to see as well that in action. Again, a lot of people just sending messages and hi and having a nice chat with people in the community. So it is really cool. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've personally been getting some of that already. Uh, you know, so the, the, these are both coming out uh, today, I think, on Android. Uh, iOS is still being a little bit slow in the in their review process. Uh, so, yes, I mean, do, do go and have a play with it and let us know um, how it goes. Yeah, 100%. Um, big big changes to the app and it's something that i think the community is going to thrive on because it does open like aaron was touching on just more opportunities to connect with each other so it's definitely worth trying out but um let's jump into the first topic of today that we wanted to chat about and that is that netflix is going into gaming uh, netflix hired former ea exec mike verdu as their vp of game development back in july and the article that we've got here says that they have already released free-to-play mobile games apparently this month i haven't actually seen these myself so i don't know if you guys have had any hand-on experience with that but very interesting now that netflix is going into gaming and what do you guys think of that well personally i haven't played any of the games that they're offering yet i have had a little look at what they've have to offer mm-hmm. and uh, i think they're very much following in the recent like increase of hyper casual mobile games yeah. so we have we or we had f- games like flappy bird and crossy road and all of these like fun little games that anyone can pick up at any time so they seem to be really cashing in on this at the moment mm-hmm. and i know they also offer i believe most of if not all of their games are offline too so you can play them offline yeah, which so could. yeah yeah definitely all those long road trips or when you're hiding away from your friends and family over christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can just sit in a corner and play some netflix games now if you want <laughs> yeah sounds perfect 
to me, you know, I, I think it's an inevitable trend. Uh, before, I think you had a population who would only watch TV or online programs, uh, but never touch a game. But in reality, I think the decision between watching a TV or playing a game is happening for a lot more people now, and the decision is really swinging either way for a lot of people as well, for more and more people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess if you want to be an entertainment company, you've, you've got to be in both in the future. You can't just do one, uh, you know. Uh, and and clear, and certainly, if there's a, if anything. TV being the the majority before the the world is there to lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't really make people watch too much more. Uh, then you, you really have to um, innovate. You know how many hours in a day uh, you create. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, you just have to be in game. I think uh, I feel like more. I get the impression that as well they've seen the success of Game Pass from Microsoft and the Xbox side of things, and obviously, I mean that's got Netflix elements to it in a way, so they've probably seen the success of that and thought we could probably capture some of that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Brand recognition already there, the Netflix style's already there, so if they just implement a section for gaming, I mean, it's there to be, uh, to probably get a chunk, for sure. Yeah, I think the product's still very early, and, you know, it's showing how much power Apple has as well, because Apple doesn't allow you to release one app with many games, uh, so I think they're actually still releasing each game as an individual app and uh, uh, and try to convert people onto the main efforts platform. Um, I think that will still have some, some journey to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, especially when it comes to Apple. Totally. Do you think um, Netflix, I mean, the article doesn't really say, do you think for now they're just going to, go in with the mobile games and then expand into like the bigger title type kind of games and or do you think they're just going to stick with mobile gaming i know it's a bit of a you know a guess but what what's your uh, thoughts on that i mean i think i can say for sure that they're never going to have like netflix exclusive games or anything like that i mm-hmm. don't think that's the route they'll take I, I think we'll definitely be seeing a lot more of like the hyper casual mobile games from them i can't see them really offering any big titles but mm-hmm. we could i could be wrong I, I i would tend to agree i think it's really a question of what, what they see games are as um uh, as a thing to them if they just see it as a user acquisition and activation channel that's one thing that's basically means you start playing a game and you're going to get reminded to watch netflix all the time uh, <laughs> if that's their game then you know that makes sense what they're doing at the moment but if they really want to get into double a or even triple A space, uh, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and it's going to cost a lot of money. I think we've seen, is it Stadia that struggled trying to break into that? Um, do you guys, uh, I know it's a bit off topic, but do you guys ever play Stadia or try out? I did not, know. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't, and neither did my mate. <laughs> but, <laughs> Probably why they had trouble. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's quite indicative of why. But um, yeah, I, it's a hard space to crack. To be fair, yeah. um, when you're obviously expanding like that, mobile games offers you, I guess, a safer route to experiment with. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. While we're on the topic of Netflix and Netflix exclusives and also gaming, I guess, too, if they were going to make an exclusive game, did you guys watch Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror episode, Netflix? Oh, is that when you, um, the interactive one, when you vote yep. what happens? Yes. Choose your own story one, yep. So yeah, I would yeah. love to see them 
maybe release something like that under their own banner. Maybe yeah. have like an actual yeah. like story game, kind of like Last of Us sort of thing. Yeah, or even David Cage from yeah. like uh, Detroit Become Human style. Yeah, yeah, the Max Payne. Max Payne. That Max was Payne. nice. Good shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think, it, yeah, it's a good point actually. And did did you like uh, Bun Snatch? I mean, as a child, I used to love those. Um, did you ever read like the Goosebumps series of books? <laughs> I didn't read, they... but I, I watched them on the TV. Yeah. So in the books, you had like the generic books, and then you also had like the choose your own scare. I think they called it. So ah, right, okay. basically the same as Bandersnatch, where you would pick like decisions and then the story would progress depending on which uh, decision you made so yeah I, i've always been into that sort of thing so bandersnatch was great for me yeah, i loved it yeah i thought it was good as well it was something different at the time uh and the the main actor that you're controlling isn't he the guy's become adam warlock i think i can't remember his name i think he was joker in gotham i'm sure it was him um i can't remember his name for the life of me but i'm uh, you know what? I might be wrong <laughs> with checking, but I'm pretty sure that was the I guy. Think it, I think if you Google the guy with the eyebrows, he always comes up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does he have this thing. Will Potter. Will Potter, yeah. There you go. That's him. That's him. Yeah, he's a good actor. I can never remember his name, but I can remember that he has eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a distinctive feature. It works for hey, him. It's, it's USP. His unique selling point is his eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, talking about, you know, facial distinctions and stuff, we're going to take this into facial animations because um, this is an article that we found on Kotaku. And honestly, if you haven't seen it, then it's definitely worth checking out because they're pretty insane. Uh, the work we've seen, this is from the article, the work we've seen on this is from VFX Studio uh, Ziva Dynamics. Ziva Dynamics? I might be Ziva. Yep. Yeah, I'll go Ziva then. Uh, who used Unreal Engine to create some really good looking and more realistic facial animations. I was blown away, to be fair, when I was watching these. Because um, weirdly, I think it was only two weeks ago, my girlfriend was watching me play the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. And she turned around and was like, oh, they just never seem to get the facial animations right. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah. Here's the article, and uh, I've got to show her so to let her know that it's coming <laughs> because it's pretty impressive. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always been one to follow the graphics of games more than the story as such. Of course, story helps, but yeah, I remember times on like the N64 with GoldenEye. I think it was <laughs> mentioned in the article too with just square block with someone's photo pasted on it as, <laughs> yeah. as a as a head and then like the evolution up to like half-life 2 i think was also mentioned in the article just finally seeing like the contours of someone's face or the emotion shown during conversation in cutscenes and stuff it was just crazy jumps so having that massive jump now it's going to be insane to see. I was watching the video from the article that you showed too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the AI, the learning process of the models that they were making, it's just crazy to see how far we've come. In yeah, it's incredible. What is relatively a short time? It's 10, 15 years, if you think about it. Yeah. And it's... now you've got like these photorealistic faces in games. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. Especially there's that meme as well that... um 
it's like back when i was a kid and saying oh these graphics are so realistic and then the older <laughs> i've got it's like oh these graphics suck <laughs> but it's like no these animations are insanely good um and if they manage to actually implement these across the board in, into video games moving forward it's just going to be it's going to draw you in even more uh what did you think aaron after after you saw them uh, totally I, I was blown blown away by it i for me there's always a slight disappointment when you go from the trailer of a game to the actual in-game experience because the trailer looks like a movie and it's all realistic and by the time you get into the game itself it's oh a bit less <laughs> uh, but I guess you know the gap will eventually close uh, as people try harder, and, and this is definitely showing the way forward. Yeah, it's uh, it must be. I mean, yeah, well, without sounding too rude, you're you're a little bit older than me. Uh, <laughs> so when you see graphics from when you were growing up compared to to now, you must be blown away as well. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I grew up with Game Boy. You know, uh, you you can barely. See the face was just a dot. <laughs> Emotion, uh, that, that's all in your head. Uh, that has definitely come a very long way. Yeah. Ash Ketchum. <laughs> that's the standout for me, Pokemon Red. That was my go-to Game Boy game. And what a game. Did you have all of the accessories for your Game Boy, Luke? Like the magnifying glass to see the screen better and the light so you can play in the back of the car? Um, I definitely didn't have the magnifying glass. I might have had the light accessory for, like you said, back in the car, long trip. You know, mum wants to shut me up. <laughs> exactly that, yeah. Yeah, it's worth buying that accessory, to be fair. Um, but yeah, how about you? Did you have them all? Did you? Because Aaron, on the last episode, actually spoke about having the uh, the cable link. So you oh, we use play, yeah? <laughs> it's it feels mean to say now but there was one kid on our street who had the cable link like the four-way cable oh, and nice. i'm pretty sure most people are only his friend to use the cable sadly <laughs> so <laughs> the ultimate social cred <laughs> exactly yeah that was so much fun oh my god no yeah yeah i remember having all of the accessories for it that was my like little project every christmas or birthday just asking for a new accessory for either the game boy the game boy advance or whatever it was at the time oh god the good old days <laughs> i mean it does show though even back then like i know you said that like uh, how much you like seeing the graphics and stuff and and i do but i can still get lost into into games that the graphics might be a little bit you know below par maybe but the story's great i'm more story driven personally so as long as they can hook me but again i mean if they're going to be telling me stories and giving me these facial animations then i'm not going to complain that's for sure um let's move on then to the the last topic that we we're going to cover and then we're going to open it up to questions if any of you guys have any questions so feel free to get ready to ask them uh but the last topic is the india mobile gaming market to become a five billion dollar market by 2025 it's currently the fastest growing media sector in india with a 39 percent growth compared to video streaming 25 percent and social media which is 11 percent an average mobile gamer in india spent between three dollars and ten dollars in 2020 as compared to 57 to 66 in china and then 73 to 77 dollars in the united states and also the mobile first games account Oh, sorry. Mobile first games account for 86% of India's gaming market, which is huge. 
Uh, I didn't think it would be solely dom- dominated like that by mobile games, but here we are. I mean, weirdly, actually, me and Aaron talked about this, what, probably like two, three weeks ago. Uh, we were discussing this sort of trend uh, going in like Asia direction, mobile gaming in Asia growing bigger, and then this article came out and it kind of confirmed your suspicions, Aaron. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always, I think having grown up in, in Asia, I um, I had the first time first hand experience on that. Um, yes, I mean, I think even now the cost of a PlayStation and Xbox is still a meaningful a bit of money mm-hmm. to uh, to most households. And if you go to if you talk about a place where the average income is a fraction of what you what you used to know, that cost can be prohibitive. Uh, so and, you know, and if you move on to PC, spending over a thousand dollars just on a graphic card is a non-starter for most part of that world. Um, so I think bringing the entry barrier down to a device that most people will naturally have, which is a mobile phone, is going to change the game. Um, and I believe most of the AAA studios are already working super hard on bringing their content onto those platforms. It's, it's, inevi- it's inevitable. Uh, and I'll be curious to watch the feedback loop from that as that experience inevitably improves, as everybody focuses so much effort and resource on it, what does it, what will, will it mean then <laughs> to the console market? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we've, as you were saying, like everyone has, oh no, I'm going to switch to the, what was it, Diablo? Diablo. <laughs> everyone, has, everyone has a smartphone. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're, they're costing less. They're becoming more powerful for that price. There's increased internet access in India and Asia as a whole. There's so many popular titles now out there. And basically every Asian influencer that I see is pushing some sort of mobile game nowadays. It's it's crazy. It's, you can't miss it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, I think like like guys both touched on because it's so much more accessible, and obviously you know price is still a factor when it comes to consoles and PC gaming. Um, that obviously yeah is a market that they will look to, or bigger companies are definitely going to look to make a move in. And by the looks of this article, I mean the Indian gaming market is definitely receptive to that. Um, I still think. I was still shocked to see, though, that 86%. I don't know why. I just didn't expect it would be that high that it would be mobile-first games. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, it's a massive percentage. you got to come out of your Xbox, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's <laughs> true. Water life. Every now and then, have a little peek outside. <laughs> I did. I did, to be fair. I came off my Xbox and went on to my PlayStation two weeks ago. Maybe I need to get some fresh air. <laughs> or just but, jump on mobile gaming. You know, yeah, jump on mobile gaming. You had the fear of losing the controller from your <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's, that is my biggest fear. It, well, fear. But my biggest um, concerns with switching over to like mobile games because, you know, well, especially mobile games that are like, you know, shooters and stuff like that. I just, I feel like I would never adapt. I'm... I'm pretty average with a controller, so <laughs> giving me mobile controls is just going to be horrific, I think. I feel like they're easier to pick up than controllers, honestly. Oh, really? Mobile, mobile controllers, yeah, definitely. I think rather than 
using a joystick to direct where you're aiming to be mm -hmm. able to just put your finger on the screen where you want to aim it feels a lot more responsive a lot easier to pick up maybe that's just me but yeah no, i don't think it's just you right you know uh, it's a uh, that very interaction between the eye and the thumb and the reaction uh you know and the touch reaction is something we probably spend on average two three hours a day training although not in the game but that little feedback loop is probably the most practiced loop in our life at the moment <laughs> yeah that's very true I think we'll spend so much time on our phone. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try some more of the mobile games because, as you guys said, uh, when it comes to eBlitz platform, for example, more people are looking to play different types of games and PUBG Mobile, COD Mobile, and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, that's something that I'm going to try and get into as well so I can have some cool experiences with the users. Whereas, obviously, with it being Fortnite-related mostly at the moment, I'm able to actually play on my console, which is nice. So it's going to be interesting when I make the switch finally to gaming. Who knows? I might make the switch and never look back. That's what I mean. Aaron, did you, you did you ever have a console, or was it always? What oh was yeah, it I, did, I, I did. I did have a console. I had a couple of Playstations. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm the classical example. I've never spent enough time on on a controller to really find the rhythm. Uh, back in the days where, you know, the 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 AAA games are still possible to run on a reasonable PC, I uh, was probably more on a keyboard and mouse uh, kind of player. Um, yeah. And now it's just you need you need a you need the beast of a machine to even run any game. It's becoming more difficult now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, controller. I've never quite found my rhythm <laughs> on a controller. It's just so different. No, I get that. How about you, Mike? What, what's your level of comfort? Do you prefer using a controller or are you a keyboard mouse guy? Um, as of recently, I would say more keyboard and mouse, but traditionally, definitely more sit back and relax with a controller in my hand. Mm -hmm. Or Nintendo Wii nunchuck, you know? Oh, the nunchucks. <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had one of those as well. That was a good time. <laughs> I feel like at one point, Every household I seemed to walk in had a Wii. And it, they, even, people who didn't even like gaming, it was just like, do you want to play Wii bowling? <laughs> it's like, all right, okay. And a pandemic yeah. of tennis elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people now realize you didn't actually throw that hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Couple of smash TVs. <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah. Smash TVs from this controller slipping. Yeah. Arguments of well, that's why you put it around your wrist and tie it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Well, okay, guys. Random question. Were we? Were you? Did you play Wii a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Were you more of a wheel guy on Mario Kart, or were you a nunchuck and controller? Uh, just the Wii remote. Just the Wii remote. Okay. Yeah. Weirdly, me and my girlfriend still play uh, Mario Kart on the Wii to this day. So. And I just used the the controller. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Making his own meta over here. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's good enough to just about beat my girlfriend. I don't know how well I would do against more competitive gamers with that setup. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna flip this bit and play to her just to see if that's truth or not. Hey, honestly, <laughs> uh, you can ask my girlfriend. You know how good I am at Mario Kart. She'll be. Does, uh, it, does it cause arguments? Is the, what we need to know. 
Does it cause arguments? Well, my girlfriend is actually in the room as we speak. I'm just looking at her right now, and just a sly smile comes across her face. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it can do. Just because you're alive. Just because you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good fun, though. I mean, that game still stands up to now. In my opinion, oh, definitely, it's timeless. Oh, totally. It's timeless. Yeah, totally. We should still do. A, we should still do a, a live Mario Kart race sometime. Actually, you know what? We should try to recreate Mario Kart on as many games as we can. <laughs> we should probably do a Mario Kart style race in in Claude or something. Yeah, yeah and just do a race. I'm always oh, up for that. Okay, well, that should be our next. We have, we have we have groups of two, so you can have one person shooting as well. Exactly. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I don't know if you can have private match in card or not. You can just grab a bunch of people, jump into a map, and do a, a shoot and drive special. Let's that do it. So much fun! I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for that. I'll definitely go for that. Um, this is happening. Hundred <laughs> percent. It reminds me of when me and my mates used to play free for all on card and play hide and seek. Do you guys ever do that? Yeah. One, one person on, he could only uh, use the melee, and then obviously whoever he killed first was on the next round. Yeah. Yeah. simple things but, yeah. but effective okay man we should, we should definitely recreate a series of classic games uh, as many games as we can like drive and shoot and hide and seek we should just try to uh, try to hack the existing games to play them um, sounds like a good idea to me I'm, I'm definitely like Mike. for that yep I'm on board too it would definitely be a lot of fun um, Mike just quickly last week we kind of touched on it a little bit like games that were our <laughs> inspirations maybe when growing up or games that we just look back on fondly as the that that's the game that really got me into video games what would be the standout for you when you think back oh god there was put so you on the spot <laughs> uh, i think the game that was like really turned me into more of a competitive gamer rather than just like sitting at home on the mega drive or the n64 was pod modern warfare cod 4 mm-hmm. on the xbox and i think Everyone in my year at school was just playing that constantly. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely where our love of FPS games and such came from. Was that but like also, back in the day when you'd come on and you check like your friends who's online and the, literally the friends list is just cod, 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 cod. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it also started a bad addiction too within our class, at least, where all of our class failed our IT exams because we worked out how to play it was not doom it was unreal tournament we oh, worked out no. how to play unreal tournament on lan in it lessons so everyone just felt that yeah but yeah it was great definitely worth it yeah hey i'm better i'm betting money that that made the it lessons much better <laughs> and enjoyable <laughs> turned up to them yeah yeah <laughs> no one was missing that that's that's tournament time <laughs> go time um but yeah i i think that's a good place for us to as well throw questions maybe to the audience uh, a few of us in here a few of you in here if you want to ask any questions or talk to us about your favorite games growing up then feel free we can, we can see if hayden has charged his phone this week <laughs> yeah we can <laughs> i think i see is it unknown is he he's raised his uh, hand unknown's just typed one because he can't talk right now he says Okay. Can you ask if eBlitz has any partnership with Fortnite? I'll let Aaron have that. 
Oh, maybe I can not at this moment. You know, it's definitely, we wish we we will have that. You know, that, that's the um, uh, that's clearly the hope. Uh, we we do feel we can add a lot of value to the community, uh, and something that uh, none of the the existing ecosystem is really delivering, which is you know uh, a sense of a relaxed but instantly available community. Uh, who knows? Maybe one day they will hear this and they will be interested. <laughs> hey, you never know who's going to hear it, Aaron, to be fair. Exactly. Uh, do we have any more questions, Mike, or are we done on that side? Uh, I think we're done. I think Hayden will maybe save it for next time. Right, okay. Cool. That sounds good. But uh, yeah, okay, that's a, a good place then to finish today's episode. And this will be dropping on Spotify and Google Podcasts, as well as Anchor as well. Uh, we will be putting all those links out in the social media side of things. So if you did miss it, you can always listen to the full episode and catch up there. And also we'll be sending out links to join our Discord. So if you do want to get involved in the live event that we have and want to ask questions throughout, then you're obviously more than welcome to do that. Um, like I said at the start of the show, in case you missed it, this is the Town Hall series and podcast that will be running each Friday from 2pm GMT. And we're going to be looking to get some more guests on as well from like the streaming world, gaming world, and have a nice chat about gaming. And hopefully it's something that you will enjoy too. But thanks, Mike and Aaron, for joining me again. Appreciate it. It was good fun. And uh, we'll be back next week to chat some more gaming. Bye, guys. See you later.